0: Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Your My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Hi, Kat. How are you doing? Hi,
1: Kate. I'm good. Ready for Christmas? Yes, I so am ready. We're in the home stretch. Yes, we are. I'm just so excited to like be in a place where it's actually Christmas Winter Wonderland, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. cozy. LA isn't doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, LA is just fucking frigid. Freezing. It's literally cold 50 desert. degrees and it's
0: so cold in our apartment. I'm literally wearing a scarf. I was sitting on my heating pad earlier. I had to stand in front of our heater because we have yes. one heater in our apartment.
1: Yeah. like People don't understand that LA is horrible. actually a cold place. Yeah. And I was going to say you look like Iris right now from the holiday because you yeah, I love like outer gear on inside our house. <laughs> I'm freezing. Yes. It's really cold. But yeah, you terrible. did make a delicious pickle soup. <laughs> and that Polish, really warmed me up. Polish
0: pickle Polish soup. Polish
1: pickle soup. Yeah. Blew my mind. Incredible. And that really warmed. I was like sweating from that, so that did its job because I'm mm-hmm. like a normal temperature now. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. You know, my next Polish dish
0: I'd like to try pierogis. is pierogies. I've never had pierogies. Yes, I feel yes. like I've. Had oh my god, them, you'd love them. You know, but you like have. I know I haven't, but like I feel like I have. You know, like are, I
1: can Yeah, you've had potatoes I can yeah, I can picture it. It's <laughs> you've gonna had be a delicious. mashed potato and you've had a dumpling and it's yeah. like the baby of those things. Yeah. And they're little pillows of wow, comfort so and joy. Ooh, they're so good. And then you caramelise onions uh-huh. and put that on top. Oh, they're so good. Okay. And you can either boil them or you can pan fry them, and obviously I prefer the pan fry. Because boil it kind of just kind of becomes squishy. It's not like a ste nice steamed like Chinese dumpling, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is great. It is not like that. It kind of just becomes slimy. That's not the vibe for me. I prefer a pan fry. It's so good. Oh, yeah. That needs to happen in your near future. If we do that, usually my family does. So if we do that, I don't want to make make sure to have some for you. I want to eat them. Oh though. Okay. Yeah. I, is, I'm not saying you have to make work. them.
0: I could go into a Polish restaurant and eat that. <laughs> That'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. I just know I am, I just don't think that that's for me.
1: Yes. It's no. a lot of work. It's like we get yeah. the whole
0: family in the kitchen and like, no, I know. You told me that, about make, it. And try I, to like, make I it just fun. don't think that's yeah. something I really want to do. I'll make mulled wine. Great. You know, yeah. I'll have a cocktail. Um. <laughs> great that's what i want to be doing yes (laughs) just around christmas at least i don't know fair enough yeah yeah what else is new
1: nothing much we are kate and i are in our what we're calling our Christmas Christmas era so we're just being hermits we're being good girls at home yeah eating well saving saving money eating healthy yes yes working out so that when we emerge in the spring you we'll guys just are gonna be blown away by how brutally hot we are. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Mexico. So we're just cozy at home. You yes. might go to Paris again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's just we've we're, been hanging we're out. Planning at home for and been a nice. Mediterranean summer already. So Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah stay tuned mm. for that. Because
0: I have been eaten. Not you know, no shame on me. I just <laughs> need to Treat myself a little better. So it's like, okay. Right. Christmas is like the perfect time for that. So, yes. Can't wait to go home and try and be nourishing to myself, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. We have to treat ourselves too.
0: Yeah. Okay. But anyway, speaking of of nourishing.
1: Oh, Oh, okay. Good segue. (laughs) This is a reach of a segue, but
0: you know, and speaking of treating yourself. We're going to talk about. I'm very good
1: at that. Chanel (gasps) Metier Dar. Do you know what that is? Oh my God. Yes. Yes, I do. But please explain for anyone who may not. So every year,
0: I think since 2003, Chanel has had these fashion shows. And Mm -hmm. they're outside of like the fashion calendar, really. It doesn't really, you know, um, have anything to do with seasons. But It Mm -hmm. has to do with showcasing their amazing artisan partners. Obsessed. yeah, And that's the whole entire point of the show. Yeah. And it basically is just Mm -hmm. like great PR and marketing to show the craftsmanship and like the literal artistry of these, you know, specialized crafts. Show us what you can do. They're shown off, shown out. (laughs) <laughs> and so before World War II, right, all clothes mm-hmm. were, like, made to order. Like, there's not, like, right. a store where there's, like, all of these sizes waiting for you. Or you're in the countryside. Yeah. It's hard to find clothes, you know. Like, your grandma makes yeah. a- clothes for you. You're, you have hand-me-downs. You have, yeah. you know, all of these things. Since mm-hmm. there's all these, like, ateliers,
1: and obviously there's, like, luxurious, yeah. you know, ateliers. Mm-hmm. in france i'm literally imagining what we've talked about before um miss harris goes to paris (laughs) and like that's like what i'm picturing
0: extreme yes yeah the artisan at the impossible to get so Mm -hmm. there are different ateliers that do specialized crafts right So Chanel doesn't make in total all of its clothes. They like outsource to masters to make certain things from their collections and like always use these artisans, always use that like luxury Mm -hmm. house. And so I wanted to talk about the fact that Chanel bought these houses, these ateliers, and basically are just like trying to make sure that they are showcasing their art every year and making sure you know keeping it relevant they really are supporting you know this artistry and keeping it alive Mm -hmm. because like why should we care why should we give a shit about any of this stuff like it's really frivolous yes in this crazy world having a ten thousand dollar bag is not Really, that unusual, yes. and like it's not accessible for everyone. So, like, why should you give a shit no. about like any of this being important? Yeah, and it is. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Let's get into I it. I think it is. I think it is too. I, I value those. I mean, things. I don't know. I if, love things. I mean, things. I can't afford I love- that right now, but like. Yeah, someday I hope to. And obviously I get it, if it's not your thing, I just would appreciate no attitude if it's my thing. There's some people who really like to give attitude to me about it and I'm like, I just think it's beautiful and I appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah. I just think it's art. Okay, you buy Keith Haring or Monet or whoever for your walls, I buy art for my body. Yes, exactly, thank you. (laughs) You don't have to do it. Yeah, you don't have to. to do it, it's not your money. Or if it is, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's true. um, Okay. So let's get into, I want to talk about the, I'm just going to say little things about each atelier that they have. Perfect. Great. So they have 11 ateliers that they own under this partner network. And Mm -hmm. so let's get into it. So let's start with Derue. So, Derue Mm -hmm. is a costume jeweler and accessory maker. Okay. So, they have been making jewelry since 1936, and they make these buttons that are gilded Mm -hmm. and enameled. Mm -hmm. So, picture the double C's. Like they are making their buttons. Yes. Okay. Ever since Georges Derue met Gabrielle Chanel, Mm -hmm. he made buttons for her ever since.
1: Mm -hmm, And
0: since Chanel bought it, they employ around 100 employees. Wow. So yeah, it's like, it's really interesting. And they have a daily output of 4,000 buttons. Oh
1: my God. Okay. Yeah. I love
0: this. I love these details. But yeah, basically like this is the double C gold buttons on the Chanel tweed tweed jacket. Yes. (laughs) That's where that's coming from. Okay, so let's talk about Le Meri. Mm-hmm. It's a feather and flower maker founded during <gasps> the Belle Époque. Love. Okay. And so basically, this is when fashion dictated that hats featured uh-huh. like feathers, and you know, this is Le Marier's, like specialty. And okay. so they began working with couture designers and used peacock feathers and swan mm-hmm. and ostrich. Or Balenciaga, mm-hmm. Dior, Chanel, then added flowers to its portfolio. So picture organza flowers, tulle yes. flowers, velvet, Ugh. muslin
1: yes. into roses, Stunning. orchids. Stunning! Yes. I love when you see videos of them making specifically these. Yeah. Um, it's, so so it's so enchanting. The, it's Le that Okay. Does this. Oh,
0: good. Okay. As we talked about in uh, episode number one, <laughs> um, don't listen to it. It's literally uh, so cringy. We've come a long anyway. way in our I, skills We've come a long way, then. thank God. <laughs> I literally cannot listen to it. It literally makes my palms sweat. <laughs> so Gabrielle Chanel gave them a camellia to make, mm-hmm. and that was that. And that's fashion history, and they've been mm-hmm. making all the camellias ever since. Mm-hmm. And it's a 16-petal it. design. And wow. they are the ones that make it for Chanel. Mm-hmm. And then let's go to Massaro. So, Massaro is the bootmaker.
1: Oh, so love.
0: It started in 1894 and it provided footwear to Marlena Dietrich, Elizabeth uh-huh. Taylor, Romy Schneider. Mm-hmm. Love. And love these it's ladies. Really, yeah. So, in 1957. Raymond Massaro, who I guess was the grandson of the original owner, created the Chanel beige shoe with the love. signature black we toe love. cap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been making mm-hmm. it ever since.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. In a boot, in a slingback, in a ballet. Yep. Every which way. And they're the ones who make <laughs> all the like statement PVC cork
1: sandals, thigh high Chanel boots. Like cool. they're doing all of that. Yes. For them. I'm yeah. literally picturing those sparkly silver thigh highs with oh, the yes. black toe that were cool. That mm-hmm. that were like a few seasons ago. I will love love those forever.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. I'm not like a huge Chanel shoe girl. Maybe this. Oh, the I dad love sandals. a Chanel shoe. I like I like
1: those.
0: Oh yeah, that's so you. But cute.
1: um, I would also have a ballerina flat in a second. I would. Yeah, have a you're a ballet in a second. flat
0: kind of girl. Totally. I, mm-hmm. I'd i wear an espadrille.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. That's good for
0: you. <laughs> Let's go to Lesage. Lesage is an embroidery studio. So they are the ones that do all of the embroidery for Chanel. And they originally okay. were called Michonneux and did all the embroidery for Vionnet, Charles Frederick Worth, and Jeanne Paquin, which were mm-hmm. like major, like first- Yes. generation of like these couturiers in France mm-hmm. and Paris and they really became famous because they would do the avant-garde designs of Scaparelli, including like oh there is cool. these really famous designs from like like seashells and like one was like a circus motif and like zo- a zodiac one so they were cool. really like really became famous because of Scaparelli. Mm-hmm. okay and You know, picture any major luxury designer Mm -hmm. in that time. They work for them. Balmain, Cristobal Mm -hmm. Balenciaga, Dior, Givenchy, Yves Saint Laurent, (laughs) Christian Lacroix, everybody. And they work with Mm -hmm. Diamante Mm -hmm. beads, precious stones. Like they are the prestige house for embroidery. And Lesage actually has its own embroidery studio and joined Chanel in 2002. So basically Chanel sort of helps foster these students and fostering. Yeah. So that's like a major, it's like very interesting that Chanel is really helming this. Yeah, absolutely. keeping the arts. Yeah. For a hundred years. Supported. And well, I mean in 2002. So it's been 20 years. (laughs) technically. <laughs> um, But yes, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> they, you know, use them for a long time, but yeah. And then, oh God, I'm maybe going to butcher this last name, but it's called Gusans and it's a okay. jeweler and a goldsmith. So I guess they used like the ancient worlds and mm. e- ancient Egypt and Byzantium okay. as like a lot of inspiration for their uh-huh. like jewels and designs. You know, Gabrielle Chanel was like, yeah, we need we like- to use, <laughs> we need to use them. Yeah. And they created pieces in silver and gold plated bronze featuring, you know, mm-hmm. stones mm-hmm. and quartz and pearls, which we are very familiar with today. Mm-hmm. Chanel pearls and like the double C clasp. Oh, That's okay. their Iconic. designs. Then we go to Maison Michel. So Maison Michel are milliners. They're Mm, hat makers. So elegant. And Auguste Michel established the millinery in 1936. And it really became successful, like in a, I guess, roaring success kind of way in the 70s, Mm. because there's... Two famous designers, and the designers really made like ex- hair accessories.
1: Yes, and okay. so
0: they would work with Dior, you know, Givenchy, Céline. Mm-hmm. So they, in
1: 1997,
0: became part of Chanel, and it was the first of the Metis d'Art subsidiaries. So Got they it. were the first ones to be
1: acquired by Chanel. Chanel is so smart to be like snapping Brilliant. up these houses that have worked with everyone. The houses still work with other people. Oh like it's not
0: like they are only working for Chanel. Oh got it. They're the ones who are like fostering like it's like their baby. You know, like they want they really just I mean, yes, of course it's for money, but like helping them continue. Keeping this, yeah, these traditions alive. Yeah. So Guille. So Guille is a corsage and floral decoration maker. And I guess it was like mainly famous because of the corsages. And obviously it's like hard. What a time. We don't wear corsages, (laughs) you know, but they were established in 1896 and they would make daisies, forget-me-nots, roses, lily of the valley as like hair pieces Mm. or tiaras or crowns for like (gasps) all these couture houses. And they would make them... From silk, organza, muslin, lacquered lace, gold Mm -hmm. chain. Wow, cool! And they would make the leaves into like vegetal jewelry. Like it's whoa, yeah, so I want to see that. Cool. Yeah, and they were acquired in two thousand six. Cool. And then Montex. So Montex is an embroiderer, but it's a specialist in a specific kind of embroidery. It's called tambour or okay. luna v mm-hmm. beading, which is mm-hmm. basically just like what you think of when you think of traditional like chain beads, Okay, if that makes sense. Like really tiny, small beading. It's almost mm-hmm. like chain stitch beading. I don't know if you can like picture that, but like really tiny little glass Okay. AIDS, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah. So like picture like on like old vintage purses or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So they were the ones that, you know, would embroider. Got so detailed. Yeah, exactly. So specialized. And then Koss. Koss was a glove maker mm-hmm. founded in Milau Miao, I think. Miao is how you pronounce it. Okay. And I guess it was a glove the glove capital in France. I don't know. Cool. And in 1892 and they have been creating, you know, couture gloves so elegant. Um, um, I love I love picture, a glove. The finest leathers, the rarest mm-hmm. animal skins, embellished with precious stones lace any kind of trim you could think of mm-hmm. and they were acquired in 2012
1: i really love a leather glove and i would me too i, I think need, it's like very shame chic. on me for not wearing them more because i, I have know. some and i'm like it is so chic it is very chic i love a I, long glove i bought a pair for
0: my dad in italy when i went to florence and i got him like uh maybe like a rabbit like mm-hmm lining one and I was like uh-huh. I don't want something I yeah. mean I, w- I would want cashmere but like yeah you know that's so nice yes like, it is such a nice and you have them forever
1: yeah my parents you know. got me some in Italy yeah a couple of years yeah, ago, and I, I wear them such when I'm home. a nice home. gift. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is a good mm-hmm. gift.
0: And, like, picture you go in Tuscany and Italy and France. They have stores just for gloves. Like, that would literally never happen here.
1: Yeah, never. I
0: feel like. I love it. Like, maybe in New York, because, like, they get it. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's really not, like, the same thing Yeah. anywhere else. Moving on to Bari Knitwear. Oh, Okay, love. so Cashmere Baby Yes. We are going to Scotland.
1: Oh. And
0: so, this is like the first one outside of France that they uh-huh. were acquired for the Metier d'art. It's a Scottish knitwear house that was founded cool. 140 years ago. Wow. And produced sweaters for the British Army. And wow. became the favorite cashmere supplier of couture in the 50s yeah. and 60s.
1: Well, they know and... their knitwear
0: more than literally anyone, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. yeah, And <laughs> like when Chanel does these like métier Dar shows, they, you know, had one in Scotland the year that they uh-huh. acquired Bari. Okay. So it's cool. like really trying to keep you know the tradition and you know they make a lot of like traditional clothing with all of these amazing artisans mm-hmm. that they have at their disposal love that and then the last one I want to touch on is nonyong so mm-hmm. it is a pleater oh so okay they specialize in pleating fabric since 1945 I think you've seen this in probably documentaries but they would steam set pleats mm-hmm. with cardboard crazy obviously you can use yards and yards and yards of uh-huh. you know the finest silk and organza and all these mm-hmm. amazing things i don't know if anyone knows about issey miyake but mm-hmm. basically issey miyake was a japanese designer and was the first designer to sort of like figure out how to pleat fabric so it's permanent Mm-hmm. So Lonyon is the one who would make it with natural fibers, whereas Isimiyaki, they you they had to use poly because right. mm-hmm. you couldn't set pleats permanently if it was yeah. a natural fiber. Mm-hmm. That's just like a random little tangent that yeah, I remember from I love it. school. But um, <laughs> yeah, so they have been... Pleating fabric since 1945 and I were acquired it. in 2013. L'Oignon has had been pleating fabric for Chanel for, you know, forever at that point. So it, it was just like a natural direction mm-hmm. for both yeah. of them to yeah. make. But yeah, those are the, wow. the network of the artisan houses under Chanel Métier are
1: I love that. That just made mm-hmm. me appreciate Luxury, so much more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like it really like, there's is. There's a reason art. why. There's exactly. a reason why things are so expensive. Yes. Yeah.
0: You're paying because for the are... best. Yeah. It's not just for status. Like, of course you can. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. You know, well, like put double c's on a t-shirt and like. Yeah. You know, put it for four hundred dollars. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, none of these. You know, specialized métier. Yeah. And I'm not Artisans in that. are are going to be like involved in that, but like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't shoes, know, it's great. Like a bag. any shoes,
1: any bags, a suit. Yeah. Anything with yeah. embroidery, with pleating gloves. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm obsessed. Anything with the flowers. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. That was so mm-hmm. great. I yeah, love learning about to things. I wanted to do that. Yes. That was so good. Cause it's like we're so aware of Chanel and, you know, we, we look at things and we're like, oh, that's so beautiful. But knowing mm-hmm. everything behind it, yeah, like yeah. I said, makes me appreciate it so much more. What made me think of it, actually, was because Chanel literally just had their
0: show for this year and mm-hmm. it was in Dakar in Senegal. Oh, right. Okay. And I haven't seen any images of it. I need to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, that's weird to me, I feel like. And it's like during World Cup, like it just feels like very weird, like weird timing. I don't know. So I was like looking up and researching about this, like why Senegal? And they don't have any stores in Senegal. There's not like any real tie for Chanel to be in Senegal. But they are partnering and sort of helping artisans and will create are creating partnerships for Senegalese artisans okay so like that's nice but also like france did colonize senegal so i don't know it's just like weird i know like chanel
1: didn't but like it is weird you know like it just is the way things intersect and historically and like also you'd think that i mean as someone who pays attention to what's going on in the fashion world why haven't i even heard about this it is weird i know yeah so for i mean for my job like my day job i like
0: research I have to research uh-huh. this stuff for like, I'm just like in fashion news, you know, mm-hmm. sites or whatever. So like I saw it, but normally that stuff would find me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so great. I'm going to go yeah, look at pictures
1: after this though. Yeah,
0: it's but, pretty. It's pretty. But like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like why Senegal? Why Dakar? Like... It's very pretty, but like, I also feel like you have to be really careful about like what's the line in like supporting artisans and like exploiting. I don't know. Mm. You know, or like profiting off of like a previously colonized country like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what the answer is to that. The answer (sighs) is fuck colonialism, but like, yeah. I don't really know what to say. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, like I saw some girls like take on it on TikTok and she was like a fashion historian and she had really interesting. Yeah. It's like nice that Chanel is doing this, but like, it just feels not like the best, you know, it's not like Scotland where it's like, okay, there's like, they acquired, you know, barring it where, where like that means something that like feels like more of a natural thing. And like, I totally get like, you want to support artisans from, you know, countries that are developing and maybe don't have the best systems in place to keep those techniques alive and those artisans in the spotlight or anything like that. So like, that's nice, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, I don't know. Where's the, what's the line? I don't know. So I would say, not for us to say
1: anything maybe but we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah. yeah well <laughs> very that. interesting to learn all of the history and of all these houses yeah. so thank you for sharing yeah
0: I'm glad that there's like artisans that are being supported by I mean it's, yes it's for money but like it's like yeah. supporting art so that's nice
1: yeah of course anyway Kat, yes shall we move a on to topic? my Please. delicious mini topic today so you know, this was in recent headlines that UNESCO named the baguette oh, really? <laughs> to its really? list of intangible cultural heritage. List. I mean, this is like a duh to me. Yes. Yeah. How is, is it like not an there absolute already? Duh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, I'm going to be diving into the baguette today. And there oh. are some things. So I thought I knew some things. Turns out I was wrong. So okay. oh, okay. Let's, let's learn together.
0: Okay, let's go.
1: So UNESCO's choice comes at an interesting time because boulangeries are like vanishing throughout France right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, economic issues... Rural areas are growing smaller. People are moving to Mm -hmm. cities. We have Mm -hmm. like, you know, chain grocery stores coming in and Mm -hmm. selling baguettes for like 29 cents. And like who who can compete with that? Mm -hmm. So it's just very interesting because it's like, here's this wonderful thing that like UNESCO did. And like people are thinking, oh, hopefully that will like bring attention to like this crisis that's kind of happening around the baguette and boulangeries in France. And like when baguettes yeah, like are sold. Bread is a right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So more than 6 billion baguettes are sold every year in France. <laughs> and the uh-huh. average price. I mean, that doesn't is- surprise me at all. I know. Every day when I was there, and I'm sure you remember this too. Anyone who's been there, you know, you know, you see people, it's like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. You see everyone leaving work. They all have their baguette under their arm, in their bags, on their bicycle, like everyone is going home with, for their like nightly meal with a baguette. With a baguette. It's served to you in restaurants. Everyone has it every day. I'm literally salivating now talking about this. Like I need to Mm. go, to tartine or somewhere very good here and go get a baguette Mm. this is a cute quote from a historian when a baby cuts his teeth his parents give him a stump of baguette to chew off when a child grows up Uh. the first errand he runs on his own is to buy a baguette at the bakery so like obviously very entwined in life in france Uh yeah so let's talk about where it began okay so we don't really know there are a few <laughs> <Okay>. theories. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the fun ones and then we'll do like what really happened probably. Okay. It said that Napoleon's bakers created it as a lighter and more portable loaf for troops. So could be. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I see it. It, it says Parisian bakers were also said to make it a rippable consistency to stop knife fights between factions building the city subway system so apparently like building the subway they would get into fights and because they everyone would have a knife for their bread their bread yes and so when you have a rippable bread you don't need to bring a knife to work and that would stop fights (laughs) you know there's something there yeah which is like that's a fun thought but um historians really think that it kind of like developed gradually over time Mm -hmm. there's evidence that like elongated loaves were being made in the 1600s and it originally was considered bread for like well-off frenchmen or french people i should say sorry Mm -hmm. um who could afford to buy a product that would go stale so quickly versus like unwealthy people who would have like heavy, dense bread that would maybe last a week or so. And then it kind of became a staple in Paris, of course, but then more so it kind of bled into the countryside only after World War II, which is kind of crazy to me. Hmm. So I did want to touch on one thing. So I don't remember when this was. I watched a movie or saw a TV show. There would be a bakery and she would always ask, do you want a baguette or a baguette traditionnel?" And... Hmm. I was like, I had to look up, I was like, what is the difference of this? Mm-hmm. So a traditional is just flour, water, salt, and yeast. And it's like a specific recipe dictated by the French government of 1993. So it's <laughs> kind of like like, you can make a baguette and then you can make this very specific baguette. That's probably more expensive because it has probably better quality ingredients and stuff like that. That kind of baguette is regulated, but the price of bread is not regulated. And I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So this is what I was new to me because I thought, I think maybe I must've heard that one time and thought that it was baguettes were like very specifically regulated by the government, but they're not. So yeah, I didn't know that either so it used to be regulated up until 1987 mm-hmm. and then the government kind of got rid of that because they thought it would allow they wanted to allow bakeries to like set their price freely to ensure competition between businesses sure okay fine i like that sounds pretty shitty to me but mm-hmm. so i didn't know that I so they i were thought supposed to be
0: like two euro max or something like that Oh,
1: i think i mean the the standard price is around one uh-huh. so But like I said earlier, then you have chain grocery stores that are selling them for like 29 cents. So much cheaper, And like people are so upset about that. And people now, I saw a quote from a baker that's like, oh, UNESCO just named it you know a global heritage like i'm gonna raise my prices now so kind of like oh my god okay i know like incentive to like mm-hmm. raise the price when like that obviously wasn't really the point of it so i guess that is just the general oh, history like and story of like what's going on in current france around the baguette so so interesting nice. everyone go Thank you get yourself a good look god i love bread love, love it. a french baguette is one of the most elite, perfect is things the, you could ever eat. I know. Butter, jam, perfect. butter. <laughs> Just Honey more Butter, jambon beurre. <laughs> like mm. Jambon beurre. Like. What else? A brie with baguette. I don't know. Yeah. Everything. Anything. Made everything. Yum. Plain. I don't care. Delicious. It's so good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I told
0: this to my Italian friend, but France wins. France wins the, the bread, bread. game.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Hands down. Salted.
0: Salted. And if you're talking focaccia, that's like something much different. Yes. You know, that's not like a daily bread. I guess it is for some people probably, but mm-hmm. I don't know. In my world. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm sorry. Tuscan just... bread is not salted and that's bad. Yes. I don't want that. And like, I get it. Everything's salty. You know, they put like. Cheese with it that salted. They put, yeah. you know, like salted Your, your meat or whatever. Your and like
1: soaking ugh, up whatever. on your plate eat with by it itself
0: though. You know, exactly. like
1: baguette, baguette happily. by itself. Like the so. second you buy a baguette, you just want to take a rip into it. Oh, you it just rip off and the eat top. it. You can't just let it be there. The no, second it's in can't. my line of sight, I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> you're the winner. You bought it. <laughs> yes. You yeah. get that piece. Yes. <laughs> Okay,
0: thank you. That was so fun. Wow. Yes. I thank you. I'm so excited to
1: eat bread. To eat again. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Well, Kat, do you have a recommendation for this week? Yes, I do. And it remains in the bread theme. Obviously, everyone knows our love for penitone. I'm t- yeah. going to take it one step further and say you need to start making French toast or just toast with your penitone. I am obsessed. Kate, like you butter. made the perfect panettone French toast on Saturday. Oh, thank you. And I literally can't stop thinking about it. It was like custardy <sighs> in the middle. The chocolate yeah. got like a little, I almost want to, I don't want to say burnt, but it, yeah, it yeah. had some it pan, good, good contact with the pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like extra rich, crispy. Yeah, I, I really liked that. That was the first time I had done that too. So that's good. That was very good. And then good even know. if you just like fry it with some butter, in a pan. I did that this morning. Oh man, that is so I good. Know. And it is so Christmassy and like I know. I love so it. So cozy, love. such a With treat. Your coffee. With your coffee. Love. Yes. I love Watching it. Watching so... a World Cup game. Oh can't wait. Loving life. Absolutely loving life. <laughs> so go to Trader I, Joe's. I can't wait. Get the Pentatone. <laughs> or get it anywhere else. But you know, if you're near Trader Joe's, it's quite convenient. Get yeah. the
0: Pentatone um who are you rooting for in the
1: world cup oh okay wait who, remind me do we know who's left we have yes. morocco we have france hold on argentina croatia and croatia oh my god right okay everyone is gonna expect me to say france because i love france but i'm gonna root for the underdogs and i'm gonna say morocco yeah how about you i would love for that to happen yes. i would be
0: happy with um obviously this is zero be happy if European team won, but I would also yeah. be very happy if Morocco won too. Yeah. You know,
1: you know what? It's I'm like here for everyone. So far Bring for your like, A game, go, go team! I'm here for
0: the good vibes.
1: Yes, can't exactly. wait to watch. Also, just physically, that is my type. <laughs> we, the if soccer we player, bad. There. Just you know, for good measure, just throwing it out there. That's the type. <laughs> Not a football yeah. player. No. What's your rug for me, Kate? Okay,
0: so my recommendation this week, we're sticking with Italy, I guess. Great, okay. We had tortellini in brodo the other <gasps> oh, day. Good lord. This cat was sick. So we, you know, we had pestina. We had, mm-hmm. so then we made tortellini in brodo. Oh my
1: God. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had never had it. Italians!
0: Before. Wow. so off. Mamma on that mia. One. It's So good. <laughs> I love it. It's so simple, it's so but like good. it is so How delicious. it's so
1: good. It's I like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Sorcery. Those are the And you just bought
1: really, it's like you literally just get a good quality broth, good quality yeah. tortellini, good quality yeah. parmigiano. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It sounds so it's stupid, easy. simple. Yeah, and it is, but it I'm sure it's hard so if you good. actually make the tortellini. But like that ain't me. Yeah, in your own broth. Sorry, yeah. what I make is not going to be better than a high quality something that I can buy at the store. Exactly. Oh my god, we're gonna eat that later, right? We're gonna eat that later today. today. Thank That's God. Right. And we're gonna watch um, Succession.
0: Yeah, and hopefully oh, yeah. finish that before we have to go to Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> but we anyway, have big plans tonight. Everyone, we got big plans: <laughs> tortellini brodo <Umbrotto>, and Succession. <laughs> <laughs> okay kat thank you so much for your topic yes of course likewise are you ready for my word of the day oh yes sorry yeah i was like signing out
1: (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye just wait bye bye. i'm just ready for tortellini (laughs) 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 gotta go (laughs) um so i have a fun little it's two words a little saying and it's so us so Mm. it's it's so something we would say i guess okay jolie laid and it's translates as an unconventional beauty which is literally what we talk about i mean it really means it's like pretty ugly pretty ugly and that is what we talk about when we talk about celebrities that we love celebrities that we think are have an interesting face that are attractive because we don't like them we've probably talked about on here i don't like them too pretty don't be don't too like stereotypically too good looking because i want like an interesting face like you
0: could be ugly but be so attractive
1: yes like the guy from the bear yeah also you know who's coming to me adrian brody hot just oh, because he was in succession yeah. he's you know succession. he's, an, he's, he's a pretty great ugly face he's he was so... in the pianist
0: yes. And that was a great okay. movie
1: yes that, that was a great good one yeah but I um, like, we talk, we go into detail about the, these types of faces and, or even like, not even celebrities, like people that we find attractive in everyday life or like people that we would want to date. They just need to I have just don't like, like, like an a pretty person, I really don't. They need to be interesting. Yeah, interesting, I so agree yeah. with you. Like, yeah, have something boring. about you. Yeah, I agree. Have like a great nose. Have a gap <laughs> tooth. Yeah. Have crazy little, eyebrows. Have yeah. crazy hair. Have yeah. ears that stick out. Like I yeah. don't know. Just be I, I just love look a little interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. Look a little different. Yeah. Stand mm-hmm. out. I love it. I like that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was good for us. Maybe a
0: mustache. Maybe a beard.
1: Yes. Doesn't hurt
0: yeah. either. Mm-hmm. High, high waisted pair
1: of pants. Love doesn't that. hurt. Take note. Doesn't hurt. Take note, men. Wear t-shirt. some high waisted pants. That's it yeah that's our gift to you you're welcome (laughs) and with that we'll bid you (laughs) adieu yes merci beaucoup thank you for listening we'll talk to you next time ciao